Hello, Becca Rich here on Not Too Productive. I am recording this from bed in Brazil. I've made it to win- summertime, <laughs> wintertime, whatever, uh, summer 2022 in South America. It's so weird. I'm going to have two summer 2024s. I don't even know what I'm saying. That's cool. I'm showing up imperfectly and messily today. So don't hold me to anything I say today (laughs) in this episode. I wanted to talk about shame-free goal setting with you today because I've been working in one-on-one sessions with clients around goals for the year. And there's very much a difference between setting goals from a place of lack or shame versus abundance or uh contentment, which is my word for the year, but setting a goal or an intention from a place of peace, contentment, true nature is what I'm going to be talking about today in this episode. Before I dive in, of course, I want to share and normalize something that I love that's not typically productive, that's actually productive to me. And it's something that another human, multiple humans, I think, have told me something that is non-productive that they love is video games. It's hilarious that I'm saying this because I'm, I wouldn't consider myself a gamer. I still wouldn't. I absolutely loved Oregon Trail, Roller Coaster Tycoon, Sims growing up. You can probably tell I'm a Virgo. I love building games. I love human games. And I've recently started playing Roller Coaster Tycoon again on my husband's Switch. I always say my husband's Switch, but I guess it's ours, our Switch, our shared Switch. And I also played Stardew Valley this past year, which was so fun. I Maybe I'll start it over again one day. I don't know. Uh, and I would say even years ago, five, six years ago, I remember like when my husband would play video games. I would get so angry at him. I would get so frustrated. I would like sort of get upset. And I know now that's because I wasn't able to like, you know, quote unquote, take the time and do those things that I wanted to do, which was relax or enjoy my life. I always felt like I had so much to do. And so when I saw him relaxing and playing video games, I would get so frustrated. I'd be like, you're doing nothing. Like you're wasting time, blah, blah, blah. And now, (laughs) years and years later, I'm like, video games are so productive. I love them to a certain extent. But, you know, what I love about them is it's joyful. And at least the video games I play, I don't do anything with violence or like guns or any scary things. But I I play cute little farming and uh, building games and roller coasters and zoos and things. And Mario Party. I gotta say, I love me some Mario Party with with my husband. When I play video games, I forget about time. I forget about the world. I forget about all the horrible shit that's happening. And it's nurturing a part of me. We all need mind-numbing. We all need to relax. We all need to have something that helps us let go of all of the things and just be. And so Netflix, video games, whatever the thing is for you, romance novels, I don't care. 
we all need something that helps us forget about the world, forget about time, forget about ourselves even, forget about development, productivity, growing, and just be. And what happens? You end up getting energy most of the time. You don't have to. You can just play video games and still be tired and still not want to do anything. That's cool too. But what happens for me is that when I give myself a brain break and like just let go of all the things and just be, I can come back with so much more clarity and uh, that to me feels really good. Clarity, energy, uh, playfulness, joyfulness, refreshed energy, whatever the whatever you want to call it. That's what's possible when you let yourself actually give in to something mind-numbing, <laughs> something that helps you forget about all of the things. And it's a privilege. So just putting that there too. It is a privilege to be able to do things that help you forget about all the other things. But it's so important. So, so, so important. So today's episode is all about setting goals from a place of lack and shame. It's important to just say that the problem doesn't lie, it's not with the goals themselves, but it's in the motivation behind them. When we're setting goals, let's say just for 2024, you've set a goal to learn a language or lose X amount of weight or draw every day, write every day, whatever the goal is. When we pause and when we ask ourselves, why are we, why do we want to set this goal? Is it because I need to prove myself or gain external validation or because I feel inadequate or low self-worth? Or is it because this thing is, when I do it, it's going to bring me so much joy and satisfaction and peace and so when I share all of the things that I'm going to share in this episode, I think it's really important to just always come back to the motivation behind the goal. So one of the things that I see often, which I just touched on, which is losing a certain amount of weight without going into all of the systems of oppression that impact how we view our bodies. When we set goals about, I need to lose a certain amount of weight, most of the time it comes from a place of feeling inadequate or not good enough or icky about your own body, your own self. And what happens is that when we set a goal like that, if and when the goal that goal isn't met or not sustained forever the rest of your life, it further erodes and decreases your self-worth and self-esteem. And it creates a cycle of negative thinking. Another place that a lot of us can set goals from a place of, of shame or lack is habits. This one's huge, huge, huge. When we set overly ambitious or unrealistic goals, this sets us up for failure and reinforces that negative self-perception that we have if we don't achieve them. For example, writing every day or creating every day or drawing every day. Their habit goals, goal habits, from a place of perfectionism. And these date, like any goals that I see daily, I immediately start to like notice 
that there's a part of us that feels like we have to like prove ourselves or we have to be perfect or we have to do it all in order to, I don't know, feel good about ourselves. So the the other piece of this, just like I shared getting on this podcast, I'm in Brazil, I'm in bed, don't hold me accountable to anything that I say. (laughs) I'm showing up for this podcast episode, but I'm not doing it from a place of, I have to do this. I'm doing it from a place of like, I want to just talk and share about goals from a place of shame, free, contentment, love, peace versus I have to record a podcast because I said I was going to record a podcast. And if I don't, then the self-critic will pop right up and be like, you suck, blah, 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 blah. And I'm showing up messily and imperfect. And I have no idea what I'm really like going for here. I'm just talking. And so that's a really great example of like the difference between setting something like a weekly or a daily goal from a place of perfectionism. If I set this goal to record a podcast every single week and I did so from a place of I need to do this because I need to prove myself or I need to gain external validation, it would probably fail. (laughs) I would probably rebel against it. My inner teenager would be like, fuck that. I don't want to do it. Versus when I approach my podcast as something that I love to do, that it brings me joy, that I want to share out in the world. It's something, it's creative expression. I'm so much more likely to do it. And so when we set goals from a place of shame or lack, having to prove ourselves or gain validation or heal inadequacy or slow self-worth, like we make it really challenging for ourselves to sustain when it lacks this intrinsic, this internal motivation. It's so hard to do something. It's so hard to, you know, quote unquote, stick to it. And so if you want goals that you can stick to, set them from a place uh, opposite of lack or shame, shame free, set goals as if you already have everything that you want and need. Oh, that's that's weird to even think about. <laughs> that goes from a place of you've already, you're perfect, just as you are right here, right now. And setting goals from this place will help you heal. It'll help you heal the part of yourself that feels inadequate or it needs to prove itself or get external validation or earn something achieve something, the part of you that thinks that they need to do it all. We get to nurture that part here. We get to hold that part and show it that it it's safe, that it doesn't need to set these really intense and scary goals that we know we're not going to be able to stick to. When we set goals as if we've already reached it, we've already hit it all, that's tapping into your true essence, which as a studier of Buddhism, like it is peace. Our true essence, our true nature is just peace. So if you are already at peace, you set goals from that place. Maybe you don't even need to set goals at that point. That's a whole other conversation maybe. And that's what I've been sort of experiencing or struggling with over the last years. Like my goals at this point are just to like feel good. Like that's my goal. I just want to feel good across all areas of my life, physically, mentally, emotionally, financially, professionally. Like, I just want to feel good. 
So what are the things that I need to do to feel good? That's the actions that help me reach my goal, which is to feel good. So you want your goals to be a source of joy and satisfaction. You want to feel good. So what is going to help you feel good? And Simone Steele, if you aren't in her community, go check her out. Amazing work. But she shares this idea of winning result versus bonus result or process goals versus outcome goals. This is sort of the same thing. So the winning result is like feeling good. The bonus result is because I feel good, I am, I don't know, making clients, growing my audience, whatever the thing is, the external, that's what's happening. The winning result is that I feel good. So if I feel good, I'm going to get all of those things or maybe not even expectation to get those things, but those things are more likely to happen. Or if I if they happen, I will be like, sweet, they're bonus. But the winning result is I will feel good when I do this thing. I'm winning. Or like, you know, the process goals is like, what is what do I need to do? What are the inputs and the outcomes or the externals, the things that happen? after I do the thing that I need to do. So setting goals from a place of action is what I do. Like what are the the goals or the actions, not the external or the outcome, like losing weight. It's my process goal is work out three, four times a week. The outcome may or may not be losing weight. Or process goal, I want to realistically, I think that I can write two days a week for 30 minutes each. The outcome is, I don't know, I become a better writer or I write a blog post or I, you know, whatever. So there's a very big difference between process and outcome, actions, external results. The thing that I always come back to though is like the the satisfaction, the enjoyment, feeling good. What do I need to do to feel good? Those are my goals. And again, that inner critic can come in and be like, you need to lose weight to feel good. Most of the time, when I move my body, I feel good. (laughs) That's what I, I, I always come back to that. It's like when I record my podcast, get it out there, share, express, I feel good. Whatever happens from there is sort of out of my control. So I just wanted to share some, I don't know, verbal processing on shame free goal setting. And I wanted to, just plant some seeds. Maybe if you want to go back to your goals or intentions for the year and notice where they come from. Notice what part of you once wanted them, set them. Was it your mind? Was it a conditioned part of your mind? Was it the part of you that believes in that they are not good enough or they needed to do X, Y, Z to feel safe or content go back just take a moment and see if the goals that you set for this year came from a place of love peace contentment and if you tap into or ask your true essence which is peace which is love what goals would they set would they set goals maybe maybe not who knows that's up to you you get to decide just wanting to really like pause and just be with what part of you thinks it needs xyz 
to be at peace, to love self or others. Maybe there's some tweaking that you can do for your goals. Maybe there's a winning result, an internal result that would feel better for you, that would feel more motivating to work towards versus the external, the the bonus or the outcome. If you had to split up your goals, what would be the internal, what would be the external? And how might you focus on the internal and allow the external to just happen if it happens? That's the question. That's the inquiry. That's the discussion. So I hope that you enjoyed this slow, chill, Brazilian summer 2022 podcast episode on shame-free goal setting. Go play some video games. If you can, go back to your goals and just see if there's any you would tweak, change, if you tap into contentment for the year. And if you want to join us on Friday for the Cyclical Planners Gathering, it's going to be a group of us who plan cyclically. I'd love for you to join us. I'd love for you to grab the planner and set goals from a place of contentment, sufficiency, peace, love. And that's what we're going to be doing together on Fridays, sharing in community what those goals are and what actions we may or may not need to do to be where we want to be, feel how we want to feel. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, I'd love for you to hit subscribe, leave a review, share it with your friends, grab the planner, and I'll see you on the next episode. Ciao. Obrigada. (laughs)